We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's got it. Back to pass. Looking left. Rolling. It is caught. It's at the five. Diving into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. going on, guys? Welcome back to episode six of the Pride Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for all the support from episode five. Got a lot of support. All right, we're going to get right into this Sunday's loss to the L.A. Rams, which was not as bad as it looks. Um, we're going to start off the podcast with Pierre today. Uh, he's going to talk about his input. What do you think happened in that uh, Rams game? What's your thoughts on it? Um, the defense had a heck of a game plan. I thought like they were gonna smoke us, to be honest. But like we like going to the fourth quarter, they only dropped 16 points. You think about that. The number two offense dropped only 16 points on our team. I think the offense, our offense, just a disaster. Jim Bob Cooter. I mean, they ran a draw with like four minutes left. Uh, four minutes left, down 10. Three timeouts. Um, third and long into the red zone, they run a draw. I mean, I don't understand it. The onside kicks, I mean, I understood one of them, but the last one I didn't understand. I understood the first one, but the last one didn't make sense to me. So, Malcolm, what do you think? I mean, <laughs> to be honest, man, that game, it was better than I thought. Because, I mean, I look at the Detroit Lions, and it's, it's like they remind me of like a you ever seen like a movie, then you first see the movie, and you're like, well, what the hell did I just watch? And then you, see, you watch the movie again, and you're like, okay, I kind of get it. So <laughs> after after watching the game the first time, I was mad as hell. I didn't get like half of the shit that was going on. You know, I was mad as hell at Jim Bob Cooter. Um, all the onside kicks, I didn't like any of the onside kicks. I didn't like any of them. Um, but after I sat down, you know, I was I was calm. I seen everything that was going to happen, so I was like, all right, let me just watch this game again. I kind of understood the game plan, where they went to with with their game plan on that game. Um, if you look at, like, the stats, both teams offensively, their stats look identical. Stafford threw the ball the same amount of time as Derek Goff. Um, both teams ran the ball 25 times. Um, as far as the third and 15 screenplay that Jim Bob Cooter threw up. At first, I was mad as hell. When I watched that down and watched it again, I kind of understood why they did it. The same thing with that draw play when they were on I think it was first, it was third and goal and they were on their, I believe they were like on their 20 because of um, negative yards and then 
the penalties. Um, they ran a draw play. You know, nobody was happy with that call. But after, you know, sitting down watching it again, I kind of understood why they did it. Um, but, you know, they came out short and they lost the game. You know, I think it was – I think the defense played really well. Um, you know, they did – they played the best they could play with, um, you know, trying to contain Todd Gurley. You know, Todd Gurley had a great game. Um, but they, they did the best they could. So, as far as that and then, you know, with the offense and, and the weapons that they have, I think they played – I think they played the best of their ability. Uh, I want to hop into what you just said. I mean, yeah, defense had a hell of a game this uh, Sunday. I mean, they played really well. We got to give them props. I'm going to mention it again. You guys know what I'm going to say. Since the Lions acquired Snacks Harrison, the defense <laughs> played a lot better. They have. Um, they have. Todd Gurley's numbers look good, but if you looked at the first three quarters, they did actually a pretty good job with Todd Gurley. I mean, they did. Fourth, fourth quarter, he went, you know, he, he did his thing. He, he's a. He's the best running back in the league, arguably the best running back. He's top two, okay. But I give the Lions props. I mean, the first three quarters, they gave, they gave Todd Gurley a work. I mean, he was he was the only back that had that game because Malcolm Brown got hurt for them. Uh, so he was their only back. But, I mean, Todd Gurley, I mean, if you exclude that fourth quarter, I mean, his numbers are going to look good at the end of the day. But they did a really good job on him. So I give props to them. I mean, uh, I mean my final score prediction going into this week was 40-17. to 17. I know it was, I believe, 30 to 16, something like that, whatever it was. Um, they played a lot better. They kept themselves in the game for the most part to the end. I mean, I didn't expect it. I thought when I said that 40 to 17 score, I expected more of a, the Rams just, you know, coming out strong on offense and we kind of get some garbage time scoring. I didn't expect us to keep close this game. I mean, they had they matched up well. I mean, um, I give a lot of props to the defense. The uh, defensive line played pretty well. Jared Goff had one of his worst games this season, arguably. He did not look, you know, sharp. I mean, um, Lions played really well in defense. But to the offense, I mean, the Rams were arguably a top three offense in this league. You know, they could be the best. But, you know, to the offense, you don't have weapons. Uh, You have Kenny Galladay. But no one on this offense besides for Kenny Galladay, you know, threat-wise, scares opposing teams' defenses. I mean, who do you have? I mean, TJ Jones, Andy Jones, Bruce Ellington. I mean, those guys are okay players. They're not going to get the job done where defenses are going to be scared. Uh, you have no carry on Johnson. I mean, your lead running back is well, – like, I respect LeGarrette Blount. I mean, he's okay running back. But he's not a lead running back. He's not a number one running back in this league anymore, and I think you guys could agree with me on that. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. He's a good running back. He's a good serviceable backup, but – He's not your number one back. Honestly, I mean, it was a loss on the, you know, it was a loss, but I take a lot of positive out of this game. There's a lot of positive performances. I'm not disappointed, honestly. I'm really not disappointed. I took a lot of positives out of this game. We lost at the end of the day. We want to see a win, but, I mean, I was impressed by some of the young guys on the defense, and Jim Bob Cooter's just a loss, man. I, I have no excuse for that game plan. Oh, my goodness. You like that third and drop. Or you said you are okay with it. I'm uh, not okay with yeah, that. Yeah, because <laughs> you're four yeah. You have nothing to lose. Take exactly. a shot at the end zone. You don't get it? Fuck okay, it. Field goal. It's a pick. Who cares? You're four and seven. It's, exactly. There's more to it. And, and the, the first time I watched the game, that's the mindset I had. But if you look at how Aaron Donald was getting through the double teams and just causing havoc throughout the whole game – as, as a coach, you got to sit down and think, like, all right, you know, 
do I risk injuring or hurting my quarterback by dropping back and throwing a 20-yard pass when we're already in field goal range? And we're down by 10. We kick a field goal. You know, we're in a one-possession game. So I know we want the big points. But sometimes you gotta play chess, you know. Sometimes it's a it's a chess match out there, and sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta be, play it smart sometimes. And that's how I looked at it the, the second time I watched the game because just like you said, man, we didn't, we don't have a lot of pieces to make big plays. We don't, you know, Bruce Ellington, you know, he just came in. He's doing a hell of a job, you know, from you know have being here that short time. But you know, Kenny Galladay's the best option we have, and probably the only option we had so I, I honestly wouldn't have um you know try to go for it or you know throw a deep pass when when that pass rush man Aaron Donald is probably the best defensive player I've seen us play all year long and you know we play Khalil Mack you know but I, I put Aaron Donald way above him I think, he's, I think he's Aaron, the best player in the NFL I, think I was gonna say Aaron Donald arguably the MVP he, I I never seen nothing like that, man. Like the way you beat double teams, and it was um it was amazing to watch. But I felt bad for Stafford. Yeah, I felt bad for Frank Ragnar as well. <laughs> yeah, also be on the Lions, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I get both sides. You know, I, I get that we want the big points. We got nothing to lose. You know, take the shots. But then at the same time, like, do you want to put your quarterback in harm's way like that? That that's what you got to think about sometimes too. I understand, but like Pierre said, four on seventeen versus an eleven and or ten and one or eleven, whatever the hell they were, they have one loss. Okay, uh, you're playing a very good Rams team at home. I mean, take a shot. I mean, not every time you have to take the shot, I guess, but I mean, like it was third down and fifteen and on half yard line on the fifty yard line. I mean, like take a shot, yeah. go for a first down. If you could get it, you get it. If you don't, you punt the ball. You know, you're doing the same thing, basically. You're just giving your punter more yardage, you know, give him more. It's, I don't know. I think if this was week four in the NFL season, I agree with you. But we're week 13 and we're four and seven. I mean, I want to be aggressive. I want to see some, you know, plays. I want to see a big play. I don't know. Uh, now, one more question, though. One more question. So the coach yeah. was conservative on offense. I don't get this, okay? And then he gets aggressive on specials. Does this guy even know what he's doing? Like, I like him. I know he's having his, like, Growing pains as a coach, but why do you do that? You you get like you kick a field goal, and after the field goal, you kick the onside kick. That makes no sense to me, bro. I don't like it. I don't like those calls at all because you're playing a great offense. I mean, yeah, we held them in check for most of the part for you know majority of the game. I'll say three quarters, but you don't give a great team you know good field position like that when it's a tight game like that. I mean, and and the defense is playing well, so. Those two onside kick led to points. I mean, they we did stop them, but they ended up kicking two field goals. One more thing. Like, everything that they say the head coach hears, right? So, Jim Bob Cooter is calling a draw on third and long or whatever it is. And Matt Trisha hears that, like, let's do it. Like, I don't get that. I think it also has to do with the coach, too, and Jim Bob Cooter. And also Stafford. Does he have, like, pretty audible? Because, like, that's what I said. I don't think they're allowing him to audible, which last year they allowed him. Last year he did a lot of changes. This year they're kind of like – it's kind of weird. I don't think he has they're, – they're not allowing it, which is like unacceptable. I don't think he has full – yeah, I don't think he has full control. Like, I, I get it, but like I don't get it. It's like – I don't know. you got to be aggressive too at the same time. You can't be all conservative every time, especially at 4-7, and seven, man. Come on. you got to 
take playing, a shot. No one. You're playing the Rams could put up points. You're playing the Rams too at home. You know, take a shot. I mean, yeah, like I don't. If, if this was Week Four, like I said earlier in the season, you know, you're still, you know, games are more important. I mean, every game is important in the NFL, obviously, but like you, you know, position. You're in the position where you know your, your season's still alive. The Lions' season is not alive right now. It's Week no, Four. The best they can finish is eight and eight. Yeah. Okay, so your season is, you know, still alive. I understand you could be more conservative, but you're playing a team like the Los Angeles Rams. You're four and seven. You can't take these, you know, third and fifteen screens. You got to be a bit aggressive. Come on, I don't know. Um, I, I have no justify. I think this was Jim Bob Cooter's. I mean, he's had a lot of bad games, but I think this was his worst game of the season. Uh, play calling. I don't know. I was not a fan of the play calling one bit. I mean, there was a lot of plays we had too. That you know, a lot of miscues. You look at the um, the TJ, the TJ Jones, you know, push off. That was a touchdown to Stafford. You know, that was a push off. I don't. Know. Yeah. Then you also look at the um, there was a play. It was, it was third. It was a third down. We're on their goal line, and then Stafford threw a dart to Kenny Galladay, and Kenny Galladay just couldn't get his whole feet down. A lot of so the, the game was a lot of what ifs. So it's like there's no. a lot of what ifs. You know. I wouldn't call it his worst game because I seen the Jets game, so I don't I don't know if this offensively oversees the Jets game. But yeah. I mean, we 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 were right in the game until you know Todd Gurley put on his Superman cape and decided to you know take off. But we 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 were in the game. I want to get on to a different topic. Uh, we were talking about the coaching. I want to still talk about the coaching stuff, but I want to go on Matt Patricia. I mean. If you exclude those two onside kicks, which were two huge calls in the game, not, you know, justifying it, would you guys agree that Matt Patricia called a pretty good game, though? I mean, it was not a bad game. I mean, Spielman gave him a lot of credit in the broadcast, but honestly, I mean, I mean, Patricia called a, not a bad game plan. I mean, they got the defense and, what, you know, he's got his defense what he's wanted to be. They're, you know, finally executing on defense. Um, I mean... The first onside kick was not that bad of an idea to me. It kind of caught the Rams off guard, you know. It was not I – and mean, it didn't work out, so it doesn't look as good now. But, I mean, if you – Exactly. It's an aggressive play call. I don't mind it. I don't know. Especially at 4-7. Yeah, I like the first one. But if Sam Martin, like, got that kick, they could have gotten it. It was just kind of like a bad kick by Martin. But, yeah, I mean, the defense, though, I think they found their identity. Those yes. guys up front, those two big guys, Aishon and Snacks, you can't run in the middle. The two uh, big fuckers? Yeah, <laughs> you know you got Devin Kennard. He got injured, but Eli Harrell stepped up. He did pretty well. Romeo, Ianza. I mean, I think they're finding their identity. Jared Davis is playing better. Uh, Mike Ford, I like him. Undrafted kid. He's played well. I mean, like for him, I'm not saying he's like an all star or anything, but for him to come off the practice squad and play these games, he's been playing well for us. He's been impressive. He's been impressive for yeah. sure. And I gotta give you props, man, because since before he even got activated to the team, you're like, "Yo, Mike Ford, check out, look out for Mike Ford." I'm like, "Yeah, right." I'm like, "Yeah, right." Tease, man, tease. <laughs> like Mike Ford's coming. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, um, he's gonna be activated. He's gonna play well, and he has. He, he's been, he's been really good. You know, I want to see how far he goes. I want to see if he's able to take that next step. I mean, you know, possibly, you know, keep that number two role. That that cornerback role, see how he goes. You know, you never know in this league. Like, you know, Nevin Lawson, he started the same way. You know, he's a fifth round, I believe he's a fifth round pick, and then he came in through, from with injury, and then he's been starting ever since. So, I want to see how far Mike Ford goes, man. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't take it as deep as a cornerback two spot, but I mean, I think he could be a future guy that you know be here for a while as a depth guy and yeah. get some rotational time. But I wouldn't really 
count him as a cornerback too. I mean, we'll see, I guess. Um, we'll see how much he improves. We'll exactly. see, man. But uh, back to the point of Matt Patricia. All right, the second onside kick. Yeah, I, I'm on the I, – I disagree with the second onside kick. I mean, your defense is playing well that game. You still had, I believe, three or two timeouts. I think it was three. So I think you kicked three. the ball – yeah, you kicked the ball off deep. Trust your defense and then, you know, hopefully force the Rams to go three and out and then get the ball back and, you know, try to score. I mean – I, I didn't really agree with the onside kick. I don't know because I mean, all the Rams needed after that onside kick was ten yards, and they get a field goal, and make it a two possession game, and the game's over. Um, I, I don't know. I, I disagree with the play call. Well, you want to go ahead, Pierre, or you want me to jump on this one? I mean, I honestly, like I said, I, I didn't like, I didn't like any of those because I, like, I thought we were giving the Rams too much, you know, field position in the game. I think that's what lost us the game. I think we lost a field position battle. Um, in a really tight game, like I said, if you look at the stats, they're almost the stats is identical with the amount of throws that Stafford made and that Golf made. Um, the time, the amount of times both teams ran the ball, the difference in that game was field position and then Todd Gurley. That that was the difference of this game. Both both quarterbacks had a, had a fumble. Both quarterbacks had an interception. Like it, it looked like a mirror game, but then you just, one team just had Todd Gurley. Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff didn't play well. He did not. No, they had a good uh, game plan. They confused him a lot. It, it was they like did. they confused him. They 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 pressured him. They have a good they have a good O line too. They pressured him. They got in his face. They changed they changed up their looks a little. I was there, so yeah. sometimes it looked like they played man, but they were playing zone. They disguised a lot of their coverages. They had a really good game plan on defense. So that's Sean McVay for you. Good coach, man. <laughs> their their record is why the record is. They're a good team, man. Yeah, they're, they're a good team. They are. They are who they are. Reynolds, Cup is on IR, but they have good time. They're loaded at every position. Man. They're insane. That's why I said this game did not look as bad as it was. I mean, there's a lot of positives to take out of this game. Um, like I said on the defense, I'm on the defensive side of the ball. Really played well. Maybe exclude Deshaun Hand. Probably had his worst game as a pro. But I mean, everyone on the defensive side of the ball played really well, man. I was really, really impressed with you know Eli Harold stepping up. I was wondering, you know, what would happen after Devon Kennard went out, who arguably has probably been the most consistent player this year for the Lions on defense. Him and Diggs. Yeah, you know, I was looking who could step up in, you know, that role. Eli Harold steps up. Um, Romeo Okawara, I mean, he played pretty well. Ziggy Ansah played well. I mean, Snacks Harrison obviously is a beast. Uh, Aishon Robbins played well. Jared, they, there, everyone, there was a lot of positive to take out of this game on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, I can't say much, but... Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got, really. <laughs> I mean, I want to also want to highlight somebody today too, man. There was a guy who you always ask, like probably the last three episodes, you ask if, if there's going to go. Is, are we going to have a tight end that's going to step up? Oh, my boy, Levine Tololo. <laughs> and this guy Tololo, I mean, he came out of nowhere. And I, and I'm looking at the game. I'm like, why didn't we use him all year? Guy came out with four catches, 90 yards. And by far the best tight end performance we had all year. So, you know, definitely a shout out to Tololo with that performance, man. Uh, back, yeah, back to Toy Lolo. I mean, I don't understand how they even got him involved till week thirteen of the NFL season, man. Come on, I mean, he's a six eight. He's a six, six eight. eight target. Six eight target. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you else to be honest, good blocker, solid receiver. That's what I'm saying. That's he what reminds me of. Yeah, I was just gonna say that reminds me of Darren Fells, and they got Darren Fells involved last year, so it shocked me. I thought exactly when they signed Levine, 
um, in the offseason. I thought exactly what th- that would be his role. It would be, like, you know, taking over Darren Fells' role. But I don't know. It, it just seems like they just kind of, like, never got him involved. I mean, how about to ta- shout out to Taylor Decker, though? <laughs> Getting that touchdown. I mean, I was he- upset I couldn't pick him up in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Could he arguably be our second best tight end on the roster right now? I, I, I don't know, but that was, and, and it was plays like that. I mean, to be honest, man, watching the game the second time, you see that Jim Bob actually tried to do some some trickery. Yeah, try to catch, try to catch him off guard. You're like he, there was a play that they even tried doing a double pass. Um, with, with Bruce, Bruce Ellington. Yeah, it didn't it didn't work, but you know they they tried, you know, um, you know the the screen pass to Tyler Deck Taylor Decker, um, they they tried to do stuff. There was, was just, also uh, another one in the red zone. You know that little like shuffle pass they yeah, threw. Shuffle yeah, shuffle pass. Yeah, but um, and uh, ran that wrong. Stafford got into his face. I remember that. Yeah, because it was like a helmet to helmet hit. So, I mean, shout out Stafford for um, you know, sticking up for his teammate for that. But they they tried. That's why I don't look at everybody's. Everybody's really upset with Jim Bob, and those two questionable calls that everybody's most most everybody's really upset about, which is that um, the draw play when they're you know they're on the goal line. It was third and goal. Everybody's upset with that play, and then also the the screen pass. But if you take those two plays away, did Jim Bob really call that much of a bad game? Yeah, they didn't target Kenny Galladay to like the third. Yeah. You have to target your best receiver. That's all you have. I, I mean, and plus, like, they, he was trying to save his job, and he just had he had an awful game, one of his worst games. <laughs> I, I, I mean, go uh, ahead. Go ahead, I, I, I think referring back, you guys say, like, he tried to mix it up with, like, Bruce Allenton throwing the ball or the shovel pass or whatever. That's kind of one of those things. If it works, you know, you look like a genius. If it doesn't work, you're like, you know, what the hell's going on? It's just kind of one of those things. So, like, the onside kick, too. If they got it, everyone looks at Matt Patricia like a genius. If he doesn't get it, which they didn't, he looks like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I mean, it's, it's one of them, one of those gamble calls, and yeah, it just you know, unfortunately, we didn't get it. You know, we gave a good field position and led to points. It is what it is. Kind of like Ron Rivera going for two a few weeks ago versus the Lions. You you do you make it. You look like a genius. You <laughs> don't. You get all these questionable calls. Yeah. Do you guys uh think that Stafford could audible at the line of scrimmage? You think they're him like they're allowing him this year? Because to me, it oh, doesn't look like they're no, allowing. it doesn't look like it. Well, that's why I said um, in episode five when we were talking about Stafford, is that you know we're all questioned about the play calls, but I think that's where you have to have your quarterback step up and you know change the plays because he's the guy that's actually on the field and you know he's reading the defenses. I think that's where he has to step up and uh, you know change the call if they're allowing him to. I mean, I don't know what they're letting him do or not, but if they're I mean, you know. I don't know. Last year, year, he was really good at it, too. I think this year, they're only allowing him to call protection plays, which is kind of stupid. I mean, it is what it is. I think they're, because they know the weapons they have out there, I think they're trying to play to their their strength instead of, um, you know, trying to make Stafford, you know, throw the ball deep, you know, drop back. I don't think they fully have faith in their offensive line as much as far as protecting Stafford. I don't think they have faith in the receiving core. Um, to win those one-on-one battles if a team is playing, you know, man press to make, you know, to, to get open and, you know, make those tough catches. I'm not sure if the coaching staff honestly has, you know, a lot of faith in, in, in this in this team. And it, it's unfortunate, you know, it's just what, that's what we have. 
one guy I thought that would be more involved in this offense since uh, Carrion would be out uh, would be Theo Riddick, and it just seems like he's kind of like lost a step. Honestly, he's not as elusive as he once was. I don't know what's going on with Theo. I mean, he he's a good player, but I mean, I don't know. He's not the same player to me. I mean, I thought he'd be a for sure a guy that would you know shine more on this offense with Carrion Johnson being out. I don't know, it just doesn't seem like the same player. What do you guys think about that? Well, I think also he is slowing down maybe with injuries, but when you take uh, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate off the field and Eric Ebron, you focus on Galladay and Riddick, right? Yeah. So when you focus on those two guys, he's going to struggle. But when you have those other guys around you, he's going to be better because they're focusing on Tate, Jones, and Kenny. I think it's a little of both, to be honest. I still like Riddick, but maybe next year I might have to take a pay cut or just cut his ass. I mean, nothing against him. He's getting he's getting a little old. He's been injured lately, so we'll see what happens with him. And also, one more thing: why were they running a lot of inside runs? You went down to the why didn't run it more to the outside? That's what I don't understand in this game. Especially when you got guys like Sue and Donald in the middle yeah, of the. It ran inside a lot, and they got tackled for a loss a lot. I think they had like, I don't know. We had like a lot of negative run plays. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. They didn't have a lot of speed in the in the, in the running back position. So I mean, they could have you know ran some stretch plays, but. Do you really, I'm not sure they really want to run a stretch play with Garrett Blunt. Zach Zenner. Oh, um, Zach Zenner. He has some, he has some tosses. He had a yeah. couple toss plays in there. Yeah, two of them. Um, but it didn't really go too far. I mean, there was that one that got um that horse collar tackle by Nadam Gansu. But um, what I want to talk about is there was some plays I didn't like, and um, there was a play that um they were actually on the goal line, and. Marcus Peters actually got hurt. Oh yeah. On 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 the play, and then on on the very next play, they ran a draw. Of, yeah, they, they instead of targeting the the new guy that came in, I believe it was um Troy Hill. He just comes in the game. Um, instead of targeting him, you know, try to get a mismatch with somebody, they ran a draw. Six, I didn't yeah. understand that call. That that, that call. I didn't understand that call because sometimes you got to be aware of the situation on the, on you know the other side of the field too, and know that all right, their best corner just you know left the just left the game. Um, let's attack their secondary. You know, let's let's test the secondary. They didn't do it, so I didn't like that call. I, I can say that. All right, I think we got all our thoughts on the Los Angeles Rams game. And for this week's oopsie doopsie of the week, oopsie doopsie of the week. I don't know if Malcolm will agree with me, but it's gonna go to. It's part of the coaching staff. Uh, not Matt Patricia, but it's gonna go oh, to Matt? Jim Bob. It's gonna go. It's gonna go to Jim Bob today. Is that gonna go to Pasolini? No, no, not Bob. No, no, it's gonna be Jim Bob. <laughs> it's gonna go to Jim Bob. It's going to be JBC today. Um, like, I, like I said, uh, you mentioned that third and draw play when Marcus Peters gets hurt. Tack the end zone. Attack one of the, you know, get your receivers involved. That was you, true. Didn't get, you didn't get Kenny Galladay involved till like the fourth quarter. What kind um, of shit is that? I don't know. It, a lot of questionable play calling by Jim Bob Cooter. I mean, you said the game. Now you breaking the game plan a little more made a sense to me, I guess. But, I mean, I still was not a big fan of it. I'm. He's, he's the oopsie doopsie of the week. I, I, I have no more justifying it. He's the oopsie doopsie. <laughs> and for this week's Baller of the Week. All right, Pierre, who is Mr. Baller of the Week? My Baller of the Week is um, it's not Taylor Decker. Oh. Aww. It's Levine? not. 
Joey Lolo. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's uh, it's Quandre Diggs, man. He, he, he had a heck of a game. Uh, he played That's well like- with their tight ends. He smashed. I don't know which one. I think it was Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. He picked. He got a pick. He he had a heck of a game. He's flying all around the field. You know they moved him around. Nickel, free safety, strong safety. He could do all of it. They moved him around. He played well. So, Nino. Yep. He's, a, he's, like, he's like the human hit stick. <laughs> and Madden. <laughs> yeah, and Madden, man. Yeah, he's just laying the hit stick on everybody. I love it. He's Andre the Giant. He's the smallest dude on the team, but man, he could fly and he could hit. Quandre the Giant. That's his new nickname. All right. You guys wanted to hop into uh, this Sunday's matchup, a 430 matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. Sure. Let's do it. All right, Pierre. Break it down for us. You did all your research on this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Cardinals are struggling. I don't know. We, could, we know why McCarthy was fired. They, I mean, the Packers just had, like, an awful game plan. They should have ran it all over them and said they decided to pass. But... I mean, Detroit, it's, it's going to be hard for Detroit to attack their defense as well, their run, de- their run because we don't really have I – mean, is Carrion going to play? That's a big question. We'll find out. They worked out three backs today, so. Who are those three backs, by the way? Uh, <laughs> Fun uh, trivia question right here on the spot. <laughs> those three backs. Those three backs are um, – Guys you've never heard of, by the way, probably. Jack Brown. No. Demario Richard. No. And Justin Stockton. Hell no. Oh, Justin Stockton. Okay. Oh. No idea who that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know who that is. <laughs> Those guys. Are. But, They're about um, to come in and make some noise, though. I'm surprised they didn't CJ Anderson. CJ Anderson just got signed by the Broncos. Not the yeah. Broncos. It I, was uh, the... Uh, he got signed. I saw it. It's not he used to play for the Broncos. He got signed by someone. I forgot who. Yeah. Yeah, Anderson is a good player. I don't know why they signed him. Um, and uh, the Cardinals are dealing with a lot of injuries, too. Their starting guards are out. One of their starting receivers, Christian Kirk, is out. Uh, Josh Rosen has struggled because, like, the two guards are out, and their O-line's not the best. They got G.J. Humphreys. That's it. That left tackle. Um. Their wide receivers, you know, you got Larry Fitzgerald, Chad Williams, not the best. Tight ends aren't that good. Their defense, their defense is their strength. Uh, Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson, two solid corners, and I mean, two solid safeties, and Buda Baker and Antoine Pompeo. So, I mean, Lions do have the potential to for sure win this game. Um, I mean, we're shorthanded as well. But, I mean, I, like you said, uh, Green Bay didn't attack the run. I think this is a game where you got to, you know, trust the run game more. Even if it is going to be Laguerre Blunt, Zach Zenner, or Theo Riddick, I think you got to uh, go to the running backs more this game, run the ball a lot. Because, uh, I mean, like you said, they have a solid secondary. You just mentioned the guys you just mentioned, you know, Patrick Peterson probably shed over Galladay. So, yeah. um, they also uh, signed uh, Dante Johnson and David Amerson off the street like a couple weeks ago. But those guys, like, they played in the league this year, so they're solid players. But, yeah. What's your yeah, thoughts, Malcolm? This is a no-brainer. Um, Arizona is ranked in the pat for their um, pass defense. They're ranked fourth in the league, and their run defense is ranked in the tw- is ranked 29th. So this is a no-brainer on the game plan on this week. And you have to run the ball, even if I have to, you know, you know, call the plays for Detroit, damn it, <laughs> and just you know make them run the ball. Um, they're gonna have to run the ball. They're gonna have to run right at them. Um, this is this is a Malcolm game. 
This is, this is a mountain game. You're damn right. <laughs> Fantasy football for, for the playoffs. What was you that? said that I start him? Yeah, start LeGarrette Blunt this week in fantasy football. If, uh, uh, if, if, if KJ is not able to play, I'm starting LeGarrette Blunt because they better run they better run Blunt at least 20 to 25 times against his defense. You're trusting LeGarrette Blunt in the fantasy football uh, playoffs? In the fantasy with Jim football Bob Cooter, playoffs. With Jim playoffs. Bob, with Jim playoffs. Bob Cooter. <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> With Jim Bob Cooter's offensive coordinator. <laughs> I swear if they drop back and pass his ball like 35, 40 times, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but they better run this ball, man. I think, you know, they should, you know, keep the number similar to how it was last week. You know, run the ball 25 to 30 times. You know, see if you can get play action. You know, maybe, you know, keep Stafford, you know, 20 to 25 times with the play action. See what you get. Yeah. All right, how about on the defensive side of the ball? What do you think the Lions should do? Like, what What is the plan to win this game on the defensive God side David of the ball? Johnson. God, David Johnson. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. with Snacks, Harrison, Nation Robinson, it should, you know, you should get the job done. I mean, uh, I'm going to mention my stat again. Since the Lions have acquired Snacks, Harrison, the Lions have done a pretty good job in running backs, and I think David Johnson could add on to that, you know, to that list. You could – I'm going to uh, say Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I'm going to even mention Todd Gurley. We did a good job versus Todd Gurley in yeah, the first three quarters. And they didn't give up, but, like, you could tell. They were kind of, like, tired or sort. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Well, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley was, he wasn't running through the A-gap. I mean, he's, he, they ran a lot of stretch plays. They yeah. had to run a lot through the B-gaps and kind of stay away from, you know, the two big fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he wasn't running at them. You know, they ran a lot of stretch plays. So, that's where he got majority of his yards from. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Patrick Peterson will shadow Kenny Galladay, which will be hard, like to really get our passing game going. Or they just need someone to step up, man. Like we talked about it the other day, Toilolo stepped up, but they don't like. They need someone to step up, especially the in the wide receiver group. I mean, I wouldn't propose if they sign a dude off the street, or if they promoted that one guy they signed last week to the practice. Alexander. Group. Yeah, uh, Dante Alexander. Well, wasn't Chris Lacey, I believe, on the practice squad as well? Yeah, Chris Lacey, I think, is also on there. I'm not sure. But I'm Alex, not, I'm not going to confirm that. I have no idea. Uh, they like uh, oh, Then he got injured in preseason with Seth. Uh, someone, like, just someone, please. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Brand, uh, Bra- Brandon Powell. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon Powell. I mean, I, I have nothing. I can't say nothing negative towards him because he hasn't gotten on the field. But uh, I mean, I don't. We don't have. We don't. It's like everybody that's on our team right now are playing unfamiliar roles. You know, T.J. Jones. I mean, I believe they're forcing him to be at that number two guy. He's he's never had that role in a professional level. You know, so it's like before it was like Marvin Jones, you know, like, you know Golden Tate, and then like they were like. You know, the defense would be have all their eyes on them and that he'll just sneak through everybody and just make a big play. You know, that's yeah. how that was his role, you know. Now it's like the number two corner is covering him and Yeah. He's one of those guys I'm, you trying to sprinkle in the offense. But I mean like yeah. opportunity. He wants that opportunity, he's just not making the best out of it, you know? Yeah. He's not sure. he's not, but I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, hell of, he, he's a good guy for what he does. You know, hell of a player for what he does. I, you know, I have nothing negative to say about him, but he, he, we don't have that guy right now. We don't have that guy to – Nothing against him. I like TJ. He's a wide receiver. Yeah, man, he's awesome. He's, he's awesome, you know. 
I, I mean, but, some. I mean, he's he's a solid receiver. I don't know about awesome, but <laughs> no, I'm talking about character wise. I'm not saying. You know, I'm talking about character wise. You know, he's awesome, awesome guy. Character wise, I'm not saying he's, um, he's awesome. Want to feel like he's Odell Beckham or something? I'm not no, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> but as of right now, we don't have that guy other than Kenny Galladay. And you know, your defensive coordinator, you're playing against the Lions. What are you gonna tell your What are you gonna tell your defensive unit? Oh, we gotta take. Take Kenny Galladay out of the game, force Stafford to go the other direction, you know? And that's what defense are – that's what they're aiming for. They're trying to take Kenny Galladay out of the game. All you have to do is stop the run and put your number one corner on Kenny Galladay. That's, that's, it's really easy to game plan against Detroit. It's not- it's, 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 exactly. And we don't have that guy to, to make him pay for it. Like, well, like, we had- high, single high and blitz or stack the box with one corner or one safety up top, double Kenny, best corner, or double the number two corner, put the best corner on Kenny. It's very easy. Yeah, like I was saying, there's no one on this offense that defense are scared of besides for Kenny Galladay. It's all you have to game plan around. Um, you know, maybe because I don't believe Arizona has a strong number two cornerback. I mean, maybe this is a game where, you know, TJ Jones could shine or Bruce Ellington or even I'll even mention Andy Jones. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they signed. I'm really coughing, guys. <laughs> they, they they worked out Terrell Pryor. They didn't sign him. Maybe they could sign him this week. I don't know. They need to sign someone. Or maybe put Andre Holmes. Decker back at tight end. See what, <laughs> we should put Taylor Decker back at tight end. <laughs> about that earlier today. Uh, yeah, the news actually of <laughs> Calvin Benjamin and you know Andre Holmes. I know this is we're going to wait for a fan <laughs> question. I'm going to say it now. <laughs> All right. Benjamin and Andre Holmes just got <laughs> 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 do, do, do you guys look at <laughs> <laughs> One of those two guys could be potential options for the Lions <laughs> going into the Sunday. All jokes aside, Colin Benjamin is um, he's really fat. He's like he's slow. Even coming out, I mean, he was slow. He ran a four six one. Now he's slower. He's more like a tight end to me. If because he should switch to tight end, I think that or he should lose weight. One or the other. It's just lazy. He, I mean, I remember earlier in the year, Josh Allen, Josh Allen asked him to throw routes or run routes. He's like, no. He said, no. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I don't remember. He did. I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like, I don't know. You don't want that type of guy around Kenny Galladay. Like, you don't want that guy around your young guy, around Brandon Powell. But uh, Andre Holmes, though, when Marvin Jones was a free agent, they had in, when, when they signed Marvin Jones, they also had interest in Holmes. They opted to go with Jones, and then the year after that, before this, Buffalo gave him yeah. like five million a year or whatever, Lions wanted him as well, but Buffalo like outbidded us. So now yeah. he's, he hit waivers; they could pick him up. Yeah, I like the option of Andre. I, I think in waivers. So I I'm think gonna, it, I think it is a guy we go. You know, you put a claim on at least. I mean, because like you said, yeah, Bob Quinn had, had had interest in him. Um, and after Calvin Johnson retired, and he had interest in him. Uh. Last offseason, I mean, so there's obviously interest in Andre Holmes. They obviously like him. So, six um, four wide receiver. I mean, we could use him on the outside. I mean, you could have Kenny Galladay, Allington as your slot guy. I mean, insert Holmes as your wide receiver too. I mean, it's not sexy, but you're four and eight. It gets the job done. You're versus the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it gets the job done. I don't know. It's not a bad idea. I, I would for sure, uh, you know, be on the boat for putting at least a claim on. Uh, Andre Holmes, but you know Malcolm's boy Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, probably not. It was just laziness. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
In his bank account, he gave up. You could tell. He's just not there. I don't know. Hopefully, he turns it around. He just got waived. You know, hopefully, like, shit, I got released. I got to get my weight low. I got to get better. I got my family to take care of, you know? Maybe so, next Maybe next offseason. I, uh, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, he, he's not a – um. He, he's a bad character guy. Um, Even after he left Carolina, you know, you have your quarterback, you know. Cam Newton was his quarterback. So the first thing he does when he leaves is he attacks Cam Newton. Yeah. I, mean, I definitely don't want a type of player like that around, man. No. So no KB for Malcolm? No. <laughs> no. I don't care. I don't care who's our receiving court right now. Uh, no, no. All right. Uh, also, what I did, like last week, they also they enact uh, Mike Roberts next was Mike Roberts. We made we you made him your oopsie doopsie of the week, but was he dealing with an injury? Maybe that's why he looks a little slow. Yeah, like because they because they they, uh, they ruled him out with a shoulder this week. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. Um. We'll see. You know, and the practice report of you know he's back out there, but I mean. I honestly wouldn't mind, you know, seeing Levine Toyololo be the guy again at tight end, you know, be the main guy. I, I liked it. It was fun watching Levine Toyololo be the guy. I agree. Uh, he doesn't really have a future here, though. Like, he's a. Yeah. Mike Roberts is their rookie from last year. They probably want to. Yeah. All just, like, I don't know. I think now they kind of know their limit. They should start, like, experiencing with the young players, move guys around, see who fits what. They should, I don't know, maybe start Tracy Walker at free safety. Another Glover Quinn. I like uh, GQ. He's just done. Mm-hmm. Lost step. Yeah. All right, Pierre, we got all our input on the Arizona Cardinals. You want to go ahead and get into the fan questions? Yeah, yeah, we'll get into some fan questions. We got a question from um from Tom. Give me the best try. Who who is a potential replacement for Jim Bob Quidder? Who do you guys want? Um Malcolm, you go first. I don't know. <laughs> um, there's a few people I want. There's a few people who I who I would want. One one um just one, one name? One name. One name. Oh damn! Oh damn! Um, one name I will go with. I'm gonna go with the hot hand. Um, the Rams' tight end coach slash um passing coordinator. Uh, what exactly his name is? Waldron. Yes, him. I want him. <laughs> um, the guy I wanted just got hired today by USC. So Cliff is gone. So Malcolm, I'll go with your answer. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want uh, I want Gary Kubiak. He worked with Matt Schaub. Um, he's worked with uh, was it? Who was it in Denver? Oh, it was uh, Peyton Manning, right? And I think there was another quarterback. I forgot. But I like Gary Kubiak. He's been a head coach before. Uh, he was a team with Houston. He knows how to use his players. Had good running games, good pass games, good protection. So I like Gary Kubiak. It's my number one choice right now. There we go. All right, off to question two. All right, question two. Um, a lot of questions about, let's see. Oh, who would be your number one free agent target if you're Bob Quinn? Um, for me, I like Trey Flowers, too. I still really like Trey Flowers. I mean, I think he sets the edge really well, and it's kind of, you know, perfect need we need right now. I think you either go out and overpay for Trey Flowers or you – you know, potentially could bring Ziggy Yonsa back to a cheaper contract, which I know many people would not be intrigued by that because of his injury history. But if it's cheap, me and Malcolm were talking about this. If it's not a bad contract, it's not too much. 
I mean, I wouldn't mind bringing Ziggy onto back. Would you guys? No, I would. I take him on like a. I, yeah, I like him. I like yeah, Ziggy. He's played well. I mean, Healthy. If if it's not expensive, I mean, and it's short term, you know, maybe another one year prove it deal, which I don't know if he'll accept it, but if it's a one year prove it deal, I wouldn't mind another, you know. I do it like this one year prove it deal with like bonuses when you're active. If he's not exactly. active, he gets the bonus. Yeah, I, so I'm okay with, you know, having a one-year prove a deal with Ziggy Anta, But I don't know if just keeping, you know, maybe you go and get a re-sign Ziggy Anta. If you do re-sign Ziggy Anta, then I think you look in the first round for a potential edge rusher or at least the first two rounds. But if I think if you sign a guy like Trey Flowers, you could you focus on different needs in the draft, like a cornerback or, um, you know, maybe a guard or a uh, linebacker or something like that. But if you, you know decide to re-sign Ziggy Anta to a kind of one-year prove it deal, then I think you go out and draft the defensive end in the first round. All right. Uh, I'd also like Trey Flowers. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Familiar with Matt Patricia, good player, sets the edge, good against run in the pass. And he's young, 25 years old. So, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Malcolm? Oh, for me, I mean, I honestly, I mean, I love those, you know, I love Flowers. I think that will be a hell of a pick. But um, I really, really believe that we need um, that number, a strong number two running back um, in Detroit. Um, I actually like Spencer Ware um, as like that potential guy to, you know, to spell, you know, you know, KJ on some plays or even um, if they could get Ingram for cheap. I know he's a free agent next um, next offseason, next next year. So, you know, if they could grab one of the, one of those two guys, that'll be that'll be a hell of a pickup for Detroit. Yeah, I think where will be hard to get because of the green thing, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I like Latavius Murray for that running back spot too. I think he's a solid option. All those Latavius Murray, he's Latavius Murray. Another another option if he could come for cheap or for a decent price, you know, I love it. You know, but we definitely need a number, a solid number two back um, for yeah. Detroit. I agree. I would love Ingram as a lion, but I just don't like you said. I don't know if we would be able to get him. Cheap I don't think. I, we'll, yeah, I don't think we'll build. I think it would be too. I think it would be too much for Ingram because you still have a lot of other needs. If you had, uh, I guess, different, you know, different. If you didn't have as many needs as the Lions did, I think you look at a guy like Mark Ingram. But where the Lions' position are, they have so many needs at the at the moment. Where uh, they have to fill in is where I think they, you know, shy away from a guy like Mark Ingram. But we'll see. Yeah. You never know. You never yeah. know. If no, who knows, man? But that'll be huge. Yeah, for sure. All right, and up to question three. Question three we already answered is the Calvin Benjamin. <laughs> KB to Detroit. <laughs> All right. Uh, now off to the score predictions. All right, Pierre, what are your score predictions for this Sunday versus the Arizona Cardinals? I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. In me, 17-10, Detroit. All right, Malcolm, what do you got? <laughs> first of all, before I get my prediction, I believe I got my first win. <laughs> I got my first W. I how's got my first your, W. How's your 1-3 and three sitting? My 1-3, <laughs> you know, they came going against the Lions. It hurt me to do it, um, <laughs> but I did it anyways. I'm going – I think we're going to win this game. I think we're going to run the ball. I think either – Carry on Johnson. If he plays, he's going to have a hell of a game. If he doesn't play, I believe LeGarrette Blunt. if he is the lead back this week, I believe he will get 
100 yards. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't see the face I made. Yeah. <laughs> so his mouth dropped when I said that. If he's a lead back, he gets 20 to 25 carries against his defense. McGarrett Blunt will get 100 yards. So are you saying he has a chance to have another week of baller of the week? I'm telling you, if they run if they run the Garrett Blunt 20 to 25 times against his 29th ranked defense, he will get 100 yards. And okay. I see us winning. I see us winning 21. It's going to be a close game. I think it will be 21-14 Lions. I like it. I like it. Uh, I as well have the Lions winning, either the, even though I probably should change my pick because Malcolm has us winning because he saw what happened for Chicago. I said I should have changed my pick, and I should have. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Malcolm this week. The Lions are winning this week. I go 21-17. It'll be a close game. Uh, Lions win in the fourth quarter. It'll be close. Um, I think this will be kind of a game where they'll lead most of the game, though. Um, have control, but it'll be close at the same time. They'll have control of the game. But it will be a close game. 21-17 for the Lions for me. And LeGarrette Blunt will not have 100 yard rushing for me. <laughs> <laughs> if right, well, I'm uh, like, oh my God, Malcolm, how'd you know? You'll see. LeGarrette Blunt, don't let me down. LeGarrette Blunt, if you hear me, if they give me that rock, man, run, run the hell out of that ball, man. Oh, yeah, he and, listens to us. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Versus the Panthers game. All right, guys, I think that wraps up episode six of the Pride Podcast. I want to thank you guys for all listening. If you listen through all this whole podcast, I appreciate you. Peter appreciates you. Malcolm, I think, yeah, I hope he appreciates you. Um, we all appreciate you guys have listened to the whole thing. Uh, I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. All right, everybody, I'm Malcolm. I am with the Detroit Lions video page. All right. Sounds good, guys. I hope you guys have a good day. Um, go Lions. All right, guys. Stop. What? <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.